Good morning, everybody. Thanks so very much for being with us here today on this historic day in the history of West Virginia University and specifically the WVU Athletic Department. As you all know, WVU has participated in collegiate sport for over a century, and there have been just 13 athletic directors. And this morning, we are going to introduce you to our 13th athletic director in Wren Baker. Our format, quite simple, we'll hear from President Gee, we'll hear from Wren, and then for our media members here, we'll do a question and answer session. So, without any further ado, please welcome the President of West Virginia University, Dr. Gordon Gee. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. He, the, um, Tony's great statement out there uh, is uh, on our wall, and he was asking me for compensation. I told him there's no way he's going to get that, as a matter of fact. So, uh, and uh, I want to welcome all of you. Thank you, everyone, for coming and being with us today. We're so grateful to have you here. Um, and I am really delighted that I had the opportunity today to introduce our new vice president and director of athletics. We began this search, as you know, um, knowing that we wanted someone um, who would be a strong leader, um, certainly a strong leader in this really tumultuous and uh, new collegiate environment. We wanted someone who embraced new opportunities, a strategic risk taker, someone who would think differently, but we also wanted someone who would fit within our culture at West Virginia University, someone who would understand and appreciate the beautiful intricacies of our state and our culture, someone who will connect with and who will love West Virginians, and someone who would embrace this athletic program um, at West Virginia University and obviously lead us to new heights. So when, uh, when we interviewed Wren, I can tell you he fits every one of our criteria, and in addition to being an exceptionally and I'm going to underline exceptionally talented athletic director. He's also a very positive person who easily connects and engages with everyone that he meets. He understands the vision. He knows where we want to go, and I have no doubt that he'll get us there. So I can assure you that he's going to be a wonderful addition to West Virginia, to West Virginia University, to our community, and certainly... Um, to what we believe is such an important time at our, at our institution. So please help me in welcoming our new athletic director, Ren Breaker. I think I have something to give. Yes, you do. As a matter of fact, okay, well, there you go. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> and then you're going to give it back. Where is that, where is that picture? There we go, great. I was hoping for pepperoni rolls. <laughs> Good morning. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for the warm welcome and uh, for all of the uh, gestures of kindness and support that, that we've received from fans all across this great state. Thank you, President Gee, for your kind words and for the incredible opportunity to join the West Virginia University family and for the kindness you and Lori uh, and your team have extended to my family. Before I acknowledge some very important people here at West Virginia and in my professional and personal lives, I do want to thank my North Texas family, 
President Neil Smotris has been a great partner and friend, and I forever am indebted to him, our Board of Regents, our System Chancellor Williams, and most importantly, the student-athletes, coaches, and staff whom I love and respect tremendously. I know great things will continue for the Mean Green. <clears throat> I don't have time to acknowledge by name all of the mentors, colleagues, and friends who've poured into me over the years and held me accountable when I needed it to develop me as a leader. But I'm grateful for all of you. And uh, I will mention one, and that's Mac Rhodes at Baylor, and I look forward to working together to build this Big 12 brand and to continue our football winning streak against the Bears here in Morgantown, Mac. <laughs> I stand before you today honored and humbled to serve as your Vice President and Director of Athletics. Uh, I spent 20 years in college athletics uh, working, um, preparing for this moment, and I'm very eager to get started. A huge thank you to everyone who played a role in setting up for, uh, the, for today's event. So I really appreciate your hard work. I already mentioned President uh, Gee, but I also want to thank the search committee. Uh, they were great representatives of this institution and community and throughout the process. And I, I want to say thank you to the Board of Governors and their support of WVU and the athletics program. I'd also like to extend my gratitude to Shane Lyons. Shane is one of us, a Mountaineer, and I'm thankful for the hard work and dedication that he gave this institution. I want to say thank you to Oliver Luck, who spent many years on these country roads, and uh, please know how much I appreciate your efforts in building the program. And then lastly, Rob Alsup, who is at Big 12 meetings even now, uh, doing, uh, doing this job, serving as the interim AD. I'd like to keep him over here, Gordon, but you said I can't. But uh, it's never an easy task, and I can assure you that Rob's been critical to my ability to onboard here, and I look forward to uh, being colleagues and partners with him. And then lastly, but most importantly, my family. Uh, my mom and stepdad, Pam and Lee Slater, are back home. My father, White Baker. My brother, Ray, and stepbrother, Jordan, stepsister, Jenny. Jenny's husband, Chad Slagle, uh, is actually from this area, so he's a big fan, excited that I'm going to be here. Uh, but uh, they're all at home watching, and uh, they wish they could be here, but I promise they will, uh, will be here decked out soon. With us today in person are the joys of my life. My wife, Heather, please stand. And my two beautiful daughters, Addison and Reagan. All right, thank you. Reagan may take over if we let her, so. They enjoy shopping, dancing, spending time with friends, and recently been practicing on the words to country roads, so uh, that's, that's their hobbies. Uh, I've been so blessed to work at many great institutions and very fortunate to have had opportunities over the last several years to continue my career. So why West Virginia University? I love the role the university plays for the state and the people. I love its roots as a land-grant institution. I love that we are nationally known for providing an elite education as evidenced by our R1 research rating and many other rankings while providing access for all West Virginians. Heather and I are both first-generation college graduates and so we understand firsthand the power of a quality education and what it does for your family. I love the passion that this entire state has for the Mountaineers. It is special and unique and something I'm excited to be a part of and I will not take for granted. And the Morgantown community. 
Everyone I talked to that's lived here, spent time here, visited here, said what a great place it is to raise a family. And certainly for Heather and I, that's important. And I love our tremendous student-athletes and coaches who wear the gold and blue with pride. So what can you expect from me? First, our student-athletes, their success and well-being will be at the center of everything we do. They'll be at the forefront of our decisions, and we will do everything we can to give them the best experience possible because that's what they deserve. We'll build them into champions, leaders, and most importantly, graduates during their time here. Secondly, I believe details are important. Little things make the big things. Attention to those details reflects a commitment to excellence that is critical in building and sustaining winning programs. We will win with people and will place a high priority uh, on uh, their growth and their success. We will do our part to advance the mission of this great institution. Athletics is not the most important thing that happens on this campus. But we are a powerful tool to shine a bright spotlight on the life-changing work that is happening at West Virginia University every day. I look forward to listening, learning everything I can about this world-class institution and meeting all the great people all across the state. It's a unique and exciting time in college athletics. We're facing some big challenges ahead, including an ever-changing landscape, the emergence of name, image, and likeness, and a remade conference. But I know West Virginians are regarded for their blue-collar work ethic, an unmatched toughness, and an unwavering grit and resiliency. I did my homework on, on you just like you were doing on me. Those virtues give me confidence that our university and athletic program can and will thrive in this ever-changing world of college athletics. Our best days are ahead of us. Together as university and community, we will, we will accomplish great things. We will build on the tradition, and with the passion and support of fans, we will develop elite programs that West Virginia deserves and can be proud of. I will close with this. During the process, President Gee told me, if you love West Virginians, they'll love you back. The Baker family is here to love you, West Virginia. I grew up in a small town of 800 and spent most of my time on my grandparents' farm eight miles from town. My wife grew up in a town of 500, so we've been taking country roads all our lives. Who knew some 40 years later that those country roads would take us to West Virginia? But we're so glad they did. They brought us home. We're so, we're so appreciative of all of you, and we cannot wait to get started on this journey together. Let's go, Mountaineers. Thank you very much, Ren. We will open up for media members' questions, as uh, normal as the course in this room. Fire away, uh, both for the president and for Ren as well. Ren, to start with you, you mentioned name, image, and likeness, and obviously that's a whole new world, but what role does an athletic director and an athletic department play in that? Because it's supposed to be outside, but it's not. So explain what that's going to be like. Yeah, you get uh, clarifications on that, uh, it seems like, every three or four weeks at, at this point. Um, certainly, we're not able to determine uh, who who gets money or convey uh, a certain amount or anything like that, but we can promote it. Um, and I think that's that's the right place for us to be. Really, name, image, and likeness is about opportunities for student-athletes, and that's what we're here for is to provide them opportunities, opportunities to get degrees, 
opportunities to excel and grow personally and professionally as well as athletically. And name, image, and likeness is is about opportunities. And so I think it's important that we embrace that, that we promote that. I don't think it has to come, um, you know, at the expense of other things that we're trying to do. Um, but but in the environment we're in today, that's a very important component uh, to uh, to a healthy athletic program. Ren, I, I did a show actually with somebody who covered you in North Texas a few days ago, and he went through your whole kind of journey to this point, which – for anybody who doesn't know, it's very unique. <laughs> um, how do you feel your journey going from more of academia to then I heard you were coaching a basketball team to then segueing into bigger programs under others and then leading the way to North Texas and even doing this and getting to this point even at a relatively young age puts you in a unique situation because your journey and resume is not exactly Common to this position, even though obviously it's qualified. Yeah, I feel like um, passion leads you to where you're supposed to be. Um, um, I'm a person of faith, and so I think there was some divine intervention amongst my steps along the way because it certainly was was a little bit of a different path. Um, I've just always cared about um, being in a profession where I had the opportunity to help people grow and develop, and uh, I'm so. Uh, and, and and once I plugged in intercollegiate athletics, I really found that had an opportunity to coach early, um, had some success there, um, uh, but uh, didn't feel as comfortable and as confident in that role as I did in the AD's role. Uh, and so, um, you know, it is a it is a different path. But I can look back now at that journey and each of those steps and how each of them prepared me along the way. I mean, I went back home when I was 26 and was a principal in the public schools in my hometown of 800. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, and I was, I was having to do evaluations of my seventh grade math teacher who I'd feared most of my life. Um, but uh, then when you, you know, when you get later on in life and you're having to sit and have conversations and evaluations with coaches about programs, those are experiences that really helped form me. I mean, you know, there was never a more intimidating time in my life than back uh, when I was a 26-year-old principal. So um, I think each of those steps, when you look back, um, really helped prepare me to get here today. Grant, what was your, your first conversation with Neil Brown like? Great. Um, it was better than the first time I, I shook hands with him because Troy was beating North Texas in the New Orleans Bowl the first time I met Coach Brown. Um, no, he, we, he's been great. We've had several uh, conversations. Um, I look forward to to uh, getting here and, and working with Coach Brown and, and uh, doing a thorough assessment of the program so we can determine, hey, what, what do we need? Where are our gaps? Um, what hurdles can I eliminate? What resources uh, do we need to go and procure? Uh, because the football program is obviously important to the university and, and to the state, and uh, Coach Brown knows that. Uh, he wants to, to give uh, WVU and the state of West Virginia the kind of program that uh, all fans will be proud of. So I'm excited to join him, lock arms with him, get in the trenches with him, and figure out what we need to do to, uh, to eliminate hurdles for him and provide resources for him. Can you take us through the first steps of how you were contacted about this and then some of the initial research that you referenced on learning a little bit about West Virginia? Yeah, in terms of the process, I think President Gee could probably speak a little more to because it started even before my involvement. Um, so I, I, I definitely would let him elaborate more on the process. But what I will tell you is I had numerous 
opportunities to talk officially and, and unofficially uh, with people who had been here, who are here. Um, uh, Natasha Oaks is on the senior staff here, and, and she just come from my place, broke my heart. So uh, now I broke hers back. I, I'm, I'm joining her again. Um, but uh, and so I had a chance to talk to a lot of people as I as I onboarded here, and um, that's where I really figured out. Um, there's a lot of similarities in how I grew up and where I grew up and, and, and the people in the culture here. And, and it became a fit. And every time I had a chance to interact with representatives of this institution, whether it be the committee or, or whoever, uh, I grew more and more interested. Well, I, let me just uh, try to elaborate because I think that is uh, the appropriate question. You know, um, we uh, hired a firm called Turnkey. They really are the gold standard in terms of uh, selecting athletic directors and coaches. And uh, so we, we hired them, and we, we went through a process of really evaluating what we needed, and I've outlined some of those today. Obviously, uh, you start with passion. You start with strong leadership. You start with someone who understands the new world. Uh, I'm not a digital native. Uh, he is, and others are, and uh, they really uh, have found uh, this this pathway and, and been very successful with it. Um, so we wanted to identify someone in that quadrant. Um, we had uh, we then uh, and Turnkey did a wonderful job. They really presented us with a, a lot of different options, and. We, we interviewed Power Five folks. We interviewed folks outside of, uh, of athletics in general. You know, of course, we hired Brett Yormark in the, uh, as commissioner of the Big 12, and, uh, you know, that was, and, and, and uh, Turnkey had found them. So, you know, so we were, we were hunting broadly, but um, eventually we focused on about seven or eight candidates. Um, Rob Alsop, Oliver, and I zoomed with uh, those. We we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of uh, of input uh, from a number of, of folks, uh, and I personally had a lot of input from many of the people that I worked at, worked with over the years. We narrowed it down to three. We met in Atlanta with our screening committee uh, at that point, uh, and I can tell you it was unanimous. Uh, and and we had. I don't want to make him feel uh, any, uh, you know, with a great big head, but we had great candidates, and it was just readily apparent that the fit and the person and the structure and the place where he should be uh, is right here. So that's exactly how that process worked. I do have a big head, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ren, um... I also heard, and you don't have to name the school or go into detail if you don't want, but that there were those in North Texas that kind of were figuring this was inevitable, that, that this was going to happen, you were going to get a Power 5 job, and then some thought this maybe would even happen for you last year. Were you at any time close to joining another program during that time? Are they correct in that assumption? Um, and then any information about anything that makes this, you already went into it, but this the right fit because I also did hear maybe that there was a surprise from some of North Texas that West Virginia would be that school for you nothing against obviously the Mountaineers but just out of the others that they heard in rumors yeah um, I won't go into too many details about other schools and their searches but definitely have had a lot of inquiries as as we've had success at at North Texas over the years Um, 
you know, Heather and I are both from Oklahoma. So, so where we live is within three hours of most of our family. So that's a pretty uh, strong hurdle to, to overcome. So the bar is, uh, is uh, high when you're looking at opportunities. Um, and this was really the first one where there was a consensus around, amongst our family, like, hey, this seems like a really great uh, place, a really great place to live, raise a family, a great institution. Um, and, uh, and the more we, we researched, uh, the more this one uh, interest, interested, interested us. So, you know, I, um, there's no question uh, that the bar was going to be high for, for us to leave what we had. Uh, the people there have been really good to us. Um, uh, but this institution is that special. And uh, so, and the more that we dove into it, the more we figured that out. Ren, can you explain your first name? And do you have a sister named Robin? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my uh, grandfather's name is Woodard, okay? Uh, and my grandmother was Wanda, and my dad is Wyatt, W-Y-A-T-T. So my dad decided he wanted to carry on that W tradition. So I have a brother named Ray, W-R-A-Y, and then uh, I ended up with Ren. Why he couldn't go with Will, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, but that's the way that worked out. So uh, you add my career in, it seems like I've been searching for Ws all my life. Uh, but uh, my wife, uh, she killed that tradition when we had our two daughters. I, I tried to get her to maybe to go with Renda, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, and she, that was a hard no, so. That's okay, I tried to get my daughter to be named Wilhelmina May after Willie May. <laughs> yeah, there's some battles you can't win. Brad, you talked about new parts of college athletics. Obviously, the transfer portal has changed the face lately. So your thoughts, again, what's an athletic director's role in keeping winning the transfer portal? I think it starts with making sure that the student athletes who are here are having a great experience. Uh, retention in any form of talent acquisition, retention is critical. Um, and so uh, we want our student athletes who are in our program now to have a great experience, to feel like they are being prepared for more than just athletics and to get a degree, that we're preparing them for life, that we're preparing them to be um, valuable members of the community, all of those things that, that we really care about uh, developing them as people. Uh, then with, with the portal, I think we have to provide all the access to all the technology in the world to see who's going in. I mean, a few years ago, it was all manual. Now you can go in in the morning if you pay for the service, and they tell you who's coming in, they tell you who's going out, and they'll, uh, some of the services will even tell you grades and some commentary from coaches. and um, So you got to know who's there. Um, and then you got to make sure that your coaching staffs across the board uh, are, are equipped with the people who can uh, reach out to student-athletes in the portal uh, and help build the case uh, in terms of just the frequency of communication and selling what we have to offer, uh, selling the institution and the athletic program, that, that we're providing all of those things to, to make a case for, for uh WVU, but uh, it's certainly a different world, um, and um, I, I spend more time on it than uh, I thought I ever would, and uh, this job has evolved a lot during my 20 years. I mean, somebody said earlier uh, that I, I'm young. I, I don't feel young after all the evolutions that this job takes sometimes, but uh, uh, we're, we're in one of those paradigm-shifting evolutions now, and we have to be prepared to make those adjustments. 
Brian, your um, facility plan in North Texas have plans for a baseball stadium, right? You it does. Yes, we do not. So uh, I guess why would be the question? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it is in our long-term master plan back there to, to add baseball. I'm a huge college baseball fan. That's the only institution I've worked at that didn't have uh, baseball. I've already had a chance to talk to Coach Maisie. Um, but um, as I onboarded there, one of the issues was, uh, you know, North Texas in a very fertile recruiting ground, big university, 44,000 students. Um, so a lot of pluses there but the athletic tradition had not been very good and and really it's because we couldn't provide the the resources um that our programs needed i really think there's a lot of complexities in what we do but it comes down to three things do we have the right people are we giving them all the tools uh and are they following the right processes uh and so um when I look at North Texas as I onboarded there, we did not have um, some of the right people and we did not equip them with the tools. And so we made a decision that the programs and the student athletes and the coaches that we have deserve the right to, to have all three of those things and compete for championships before we were going to add any additional uh, sports. So I do think they'll add baseball sometime. I put it on the, on the uh, facility master plan for a reason. Um, have lots of conversations with uh, alums that want it, but but really felt like we needed to get to a place where other programs were competing at a high level before uh, we brought another program on. Speaking of bringing other programs on, there's uh, been a cry for some women's football here, and of course that also is a cry for a stadium, then. And, and again, also a men's track. Uh, you, how would you address... Uh, Someone asked you if be done. Yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to dive into those kind of things uh, yet. I mean, uh, last night was my, my first time to ever be here. So uh, I actually talked to Joe Castiglione, the AD at Oklahoma, earlier in the week. He said, now, you've been there? I said, not yet. I'm going this week. He said, you've already been the AD for two days, and you haven't been there yet? Uh, he, so, um, so, you know, I've got a lot to learn, a lot of listening to do. Um, but my first priority will be to make sure that our programs who are here are resourced in a way that they can compete for championships and be relevant nationally. Um, I love the addition of sports. I love uh, college softball. Um, I'm out there every game at North Texas, um, really enjoy it. And I'm not even in the stands. I'm over there standing on the uh, third baseline by the uh, home uh, home team's dugout. So, I'm yeah, I'm in the mix. But, uh, but you know, um, the, my obligation is to come here first and provide the kind of experience for these student athletes that they deserve. Brent Jordan McDonald with HD Media. Uh, jumping back to NIL, you talked about promoting it. It looked like it took you about a day before you started doing that here. What's your relationship with like at, uh, with the folks at Country Roads Trust, and how much does the Light the Tower Collective back in North Texas starting this summer kind of prepare you for this? It definitely has prepared me. Um, I've known Oliver. Uh, for a long time, um, you know, we haven't spent a lot of time together, but he's somebody in the industry that um, you know just certainly has a name and reputation, and, and that I've connected with over time. I've had a chance to talk to the rest of the staff uh, there at uh, Country Roads Trust. Um, I see them as an asset and a, and a tool, and somebody we need to have a you know have a, a relationship with, not one that violates the rules, but uh, but one that is healthy and and uh, and does everything it can to provide those opportunities for student athletes within the rules. In Texas, we actually have a state law, so I could not have done that video uh, in Texas, but uh, uh, I, I suspect that state law will uh, get repealed this this session. So, um, but. Um, 
but you know, I, I do, I am supportive to the extent that I can be, uh, with the collective, uh, uh, there at North Texas as well. It's probably just like here. It's a lot of the same donors and individuals. And so, um, you know, I, what I think is important is that everybody recognizes and knows, um, that the Mac is important. Other projects we're doing is important. Other areas of the university is important. Um, but those NIL opportunities are important. It's something that, that we need um, all of Mountaineer Nation to, to embrace. President Key mentioned Greg Omart and one of his tent poles for promoting the conference and making it younger, hipper, more attractive. Does that you know, kind of level with what you're doing with your vision and how can a university and someone in your spot do that and kind of mirror that, what he hopes to do at the conference level? Yeah, I've been really impressed with Commissioner Yormark, um, and, and Mac Rhodes thinks he's come in and done a great job. And, and like I said, I work for Mac. We're, we're very close friends. Um, so I, I want to sit down and visit with him. I'll probably have a chance to do that even uh, in the next couple of weeks as I transition uh, since we're there in the same metropolitan area. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. And, and definitely, um, you know, you always want to hold on and celebrate tradition. Um, that's a, a – huge part of who we are um but uh you know the the demographic that we're targeting to bring in as as student athletes is a younger hipper uh, so anything that we can do to to uh, appeal to that that demographic is also very important and offended by saying young and hip i want you to know that <laughs> you're very hip yeah, there you go. yeah. <laughs> how do you go about assessing a football coach for a year I think you get in and, and uh, build a relationship um, and um, work every day in the trenches. Um, I, I think having coached, there's not very many uh, ADs left that's, that's had a, any kind of uh, coaching experience. I think that helps me. I think I understand how coaches think a little bit, understand how to communicate with them, understand uh, when they need to feel support, uh, that there's a time, place to, to uh, have conversations. Um, so... Um, you know, I, I look forward to getting in uh, and, and really working with uh, Coach Brown and learning everything I can about the football program. And, and uh, I'm confident we'll, we'll, we can together figure out where we need to go. Fred, being a coach, you know the coaches probably want a lot of stuff. Being an athletic director, you know the right to those chance too. You talked about getting in and supporting and asking what they need and getting over hurdles, get over both sides of that. You just described the balance of wanting, 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 and wanting to say yes, but you can't say yes to everything. Yeah. Um, when uh, so when I first got started, I was an AD and coach, and people would say once I was just at the AD and not coaching, what was the biggest difference? And the biggest difference is when you're a coach, there's some positive affirmation, good game coach. Even if you lose, you'll get them next time, coach. When you're an AD, just about everybody knocks at that door, wants you to give them something or wants to complain about something. So uh, that was a big adjustment when I first transitioned over uh, into just doing this job. But, you know, I've gotten used to that. Um, and, you, you know, we don't have an unlimited supply. Um, so there is a evaluation of requests and needs and, and what does that look like. Um, but I will say this, I've, I've been doing that for 20 years now, and this will be the, the, the biggest budget I've had to work with. So uh, I, I think I'm used to having to punch above uh, our weight class and, and find ways to be resourceful, find ways to stretch every dollar, find ways to be efficient with – uh, resources and the resources that our donors provide us. Grant, earlier you talked about conference realignment. And obviously at North Texas, you, you know, you 
put him on the track to go to the American. As an athletic department, what are the factors that, that kind of make you start seriously considering, you know, changing conferences? Well, at, at UNT, it was really about the geography was better for us. The um, television contracts were much better for us. Um, the institutional alignment were, was much better for us in terms of what do the institutions um, look like. Um, I think all of those those factors um, go in. I think it's important in conference realignment that you keep your head on a swivel. Uh, you never know uh, when things may change. And I'm very fortunate to have a partner who's been through a few of those. Uh, I think uh, there's probably nobody that's experienced more in conference realignment uh, than President Gee. So, um, you know, I, my focus is on coming in and building this program uh, the best it can be, which will be good for the Big 12. Uh, and, and as we uh, – uh, reconstitute the Big 12 with these new institutions, making sure we're highly competitive. Ren, there's been a lot of conversation and a lot of this stems even from publicized comments with past alums and their either criticism or their comments of relationships that exist or don't exist with the program now, Pat McAfee being one in particular with a major mouthpiece. What's the importance in your eyes on leveraging relationships with past alums because this university has a lot of distinguished, a lot of success in the past, a lot of them still doing big things now in media and, and beyond. And how do you plan on going about making sure the conversation and the relationship is moving in the right direction with past alums for the university in the future? Yeah, we had a little of that when I onboarded at, at UNT as well. Um, and, um, initially spend a lot of time just listening to those alums, listening to their experience. Um, you got to find opportunities to celebrate the past, um, whether that's, you know, reunions or, or different, uh, you know, uh, ceremonies to honor uh, people that have traditionally um, uh, helped you get to where you were. Um, and then you've got to continue to provide avenues for them to come back, make it easy for them to come back, show them love, show them appreciation, give them the opportunity to spend time with each other because really it's those relationships that they miss the most. Uh, and so if, if we're doing a good job there, um, then I, I'm confident that they'll feel really valued and really appreciated and very celebrated when they come back to, to campus. So I've already started reaching out to some of our alums. I'll rely on, on the team here to give me a comprehensive list so that I can, uh, so I can do that. But uh, that'll be a real important part of these first 100 days on the job is connecting with as many of our stakeholders as I can, and that includes our former letter winners. President Yee, I assume that the decision to retain Coach Brown was a lot on your shoulders just because Ren wasn't here very long. So walk through the your decision, you know, the, the, why you decided that it was best to, to retain him. Thank you very much. I, um, you know, obviously um, we have had a challenging football year, as we all know. Um, one of the things that uh, – I started realizing is the fact that we really did put uh, our football coach in a in a very challenging position because we played two power five teams right off the right off the bat. Uh, the other thing is, is I don't know if you've seen it, but but uh, the recent uh, the recent uh, process came out noting that uh, we have the the that we had the toughest football schedule in the country, um, and the fact that we've gone five and seven in a very competitive environment has been something that obviously 
I take a lot of uh, a lot of pride in because I think that uh, given everything that we we played rather uh, we played rather well. Secondly of all, um, talked to a lot of people. You know, uh, one of the advantages of being a university president for 42 years, I have a lot of folks that I have worked with, coaches and others. Um, I think it very uh, almost to a person. They said that you know that they believed that our coach had had great uh, opportunities in front of him, and that uh, we needed to try to provide the kind of support and structure that would allow that allow him to be successful. Um, and then one of the things that was very interesting to me uh, was that as we interviewed uh, these athletic directors, to a person, uh, each one of them uh, asked that question. And then when I would ask them the question back, uh, they, they, to a person, said exactly what Ren said, that they would love to have a chance to work with our, our football program and create a very positive result. And all, all of that together was, was very important. But in the end, um, in the end we did talk with, uh, with Ren, but he had already indicated his willingness to continue to work and in enthusiasm about working with the coach. And... Uh, and that was very important to me. So uh, we are grateful to have uh, Neil here. And, and one of the things I, I want to say about Coach Brown, in addition to everything else, is that few people have connected more clearly with West Virginia and with West Virginia than has Neil Brown. And uh, he came in and embraced us, and this is a moment in which we're going to embrace each other now. One final question. Successful Hispanic engagement similarities in stimulating relationships and are there differences that are important to separate? Yeah, I mean, in terms of just engaging the masses, I think that's where this uh, barnstorming tour that I'll go on here initially across the state, meeting people and listening is important because every place is different, uh, but you find ways to, uh, to engage people at, at UNT um, we got a, a tradition of a lot of professional wrestlers came through there. And so, like, we've done some wrestling events along with football games, and that really brought out a lot of additional people and, and different people. Um, and so uh, every, you know, you, you have to learn the place and learn the, the, uh, the, the niches that uh, you can uh, use to turn around and engage people and, and get that broad, uh, those, that broad engagement with constituents. Um, in terms of uh, fundraising, there's both the importance of growing a base and getting as many people uh, in the door uh, as you can doing something because typically um, people don't start with seven-figure gifts. They start with something much smaller and, and, and grow over time, although we definitely would let somebody's first gift be a seven-figure gift if they want to do that. Um, and then with your larger donors, it really is getting to know them. I see it more as matchmaking if it makes sense than fundraising. I want to know what, what they're interested in. Um, what they're inclined to support, and then let them know the opportunities to partner with us to that that fit uh, fit their personality and their interest. Um, and so, that really philosophically is is kind of how I approach those two. Very good, Ren, President Key. Uh, yeah, Tony. Be, be, before you um, uh, let us uh, dismiss us from class, uh, let me just note that uh, we have uh, the chairman of our board right here, Tom Jones. Uh, I, I, I think I saw another member of our board. I think Ben Statler is over here. Stan Heileman is in, in the audience. I want to acknowledge them and their, and their support. And also, um, 
Diane Lewis is right here, who is a member of our screening committee, and Maria Kolar, Dr. Kolar, is a member uh, is a member of the screening committee, but also the faculty athletic rep representative. If I have missed anyone, but I did want to acknowledge that these were key people in terms of attracting this wonderful fellow here with us. Very good. So for media members, there will be opportunities in the next uh, coming days for one-on-ones or conversations with Ren. Just coordinate with Michael Fergale on that. Uh, we have an event which will be going on for our donors here in the Hartley Room shortly. And family members, if you guys can come on forward, we're going to get some pictures and we'll call this a wrap. Thank you guys very much for being with us here this morning. Thank you. Thank you.